0: Thank you for tuning in to with Comic. I'm Brian Copperworth. comic Hannah Lieberman. <music> Hannah Lieberman, how the hell are you?
1: I am doing great. How are you?
0: Doing good. Thank you so much for coming on. The only reason why we have you on is because you're supposed to be funny. I mean, like, uh, oh who, who, who was singing your praises? There was, a, was it, oh my gosh, Kate, Kate Hester? And who's the other one? She just got married to the other comic. I've had two comics on that got married. And I've, uh, that was Matt Deeds and Kristen Seltman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've so they, they, they both were like, oh my gosh, episode. she's the funniest one there.
1: And like, one of these things is not like the other because I've been watching these episodes and they're all like, that's when I did my seventh solo show. And I'm like, <laughs> I've been killing these open mics. <laughs> glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I don't know why I had to be like Kermit the Frog to explain <laughs> my imposter syndrome, but <laughs> <laughs> glad that's, to be. Here. I
0: think that's the best voice for it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> but we also follow H- HannahLieberman.com, HannahLieberman.com, but also Hannah, except backwards, which is hilarious.
1: You know, I did not realize how difficult it would be to say my handle out loud. It was very funny on paper. And then you say Hannah, except backwards. And people are like, Isn't that just Hannah? And I'm like, So you get it.
0: Yeah. So that's, yeah, I love that. <laughs> so you get it. And yet you're not laughing.
1: And yet <laughs> I do a lot of jokes like that. <laughs>
0: And so what we're going to talk about real quick is, um, first of all, this is crazy because I hate fucking games, but you're a nationally ranked competitive Scrabble player. And I feel like people in my family, like they bring out games and I'm just like, fuck, like, like it really is something you should do competitively. Like, can you see my point where it's like, it's not fun? Like, cause 'cause I'm losing, I'm losing.
1: It sounds like you're bad at (laughs) Scrabble. No, so here's the thing people are always like oh my gosh my family and i play so much and like i love words and i was an english major but the top scrabble players are like the math kids you know like it's it is a strategy game it's a game of probability more than anything else she said sexily um and but so?
0: because you have to think about like what's going to land where on the board or what
1: oh yeah oh so a guy won nationals a few years ago who didn't even speak english he (laughs) just assigned each letter a number and memorized code so it's like you and that's how we memorize the dictionary it's all about probability and the leave on your rack and playing offensively and defensively and knowing what's left in the bag like it's it's a It's a mind game. Oh,
0: left in the bag. Like, do you think it should start being harder? Like, you know, so card counters and stuff are subjected to like several decks at a time. Like how many decks are left in the shoe is like their version of how many letters are left in the bag, but it's like decks of cards.
1: I think the difference is like with Scrabble. So you're encouraged to track. You have all the tiles and you cross them out as they're played. Yeah, I've had so many games where I've won on the end game where... I'm like seeing that my opponent has an eye and there's only two places to get rid of an eye. So if I slowly knock out those two places, then I'll have more end game. It's, it's like a whole, it's a very deep strategic game. And actually last year, and I just got invited back for this year, I was the color commentator for school Scrabble Nationals.
0: (laughs) Is that a TV or something?
1: It was, yeah. Well, I mean, it was like a Twitch thing, but it was like, you would never, I was a it was like my espn career was taking off like is it was this kind gonna of be a totally thing? different person i was like, like this, hey.
0: this, yeah the spelling bee was on tv so is this gonna be a huge thing yeah
1: i was on espn too once <gasps> when i was in sixth grade introducing a commercial break for school scrabble nationals so your fans might already recognize me um, <laughs> from that
0: and now you're the voice of it that's amazing
1: it was awesome and i have to tell you i don't know who that person was like i i I'd be like, uh, we, that's right. Thank you, Will. We see those two kids from uh, Montana and we know they know their are plus a blank. Will they remember what threes? Take that S-hook, leave that triple lane open back to you, Will. I was like, what? who oh, is no. this?
0: Are, are you serious? <laughs> like you're saying, like you introducing it back in the day or are you now? It sounds like Me you're now, speaking I do. It, it's at
1: the Planet Word Museum, which is in D.C. It's like this whole etymology themed museum. and. <laughs> which like I was like I'm getting married here this is amazing and then and, and then I got to be like on camera with each game like analyzing and then kids parents would come up and like shake my hand afterwards and be like oh my gosh we've been watching your stream like I don't know oh, so
0: so like the thing you just said that long sentence full of uh just complicated jargon is that pretty yeah. much you color commenting this competition
1: yeah, the whole thing is dark. I mean, we tried to like lower it down so people who are newer to Scrabble can understand what we're saying. But like yeah. when I said tissane plus a blank, th- there are three common bingo stems. A bingo is when you play all seven letters, you get 50 extra points. Okay. And so um, retina, tissane, and satire are all six letter words. And if you add a blank to that, you have like a bajillion bingos. So like, give me a letter other than Y, Z or Q. T, t so tisane plus a t satinette um i can do this uh it might just be satinette i'm thinking of it
0: so those three words can all be turned into something like whatever letter you use other than those three yeah to a word yeah a blank yep oh my lord so i mean i guess i guess a huge question is how the fuck did you get into this and then the other question is at what so at what point did you realize like oh no, like everybody else is like not taking this seriously enough. I take it super seriously. And oh, I found these people who also take it super seriously. These are my people. So I'm the same thing. And then the same thing with comedy. How do you find yeah, okay, well, so I, I came into it
1: the opposite way? Because my mom plays and then my brother. So school Scrabble, you play with a partner and his partner dropped out at the last minute. And so I just got roped into being in this national tournament. I did not really, I was not good at Scrabble. I was like a fifth grader. And there's this great clip because we're these two like cherubic freckly little redheads. So the Today shows, you know, of course, use like a little clip of us when they were doing a little story on it. And the clip is just, I whisper something to my brother and then he whispers back to me, no, Hannah, that's stupid. And that's what's on air. (laughs) That was like my national TV debut. Did they
0: hear that or did they just see that?
1: Oh, you can see him mouth it perfectly.
0: That's stupid. No, (laughs) Hannah, that's stupid. (laughs) No, (laughs) Hannah,
1: that's stupid. So... So at some,
0: um, at some point you're like, no, I'm actually good at this though. I got roped in, but now I'm actually really good. At
1: yeah. This. I'm honestly not that like, I, could I kick your average kitchen table <laughs> players ass? Yes. Yay. And I, I don't even know my Tissane plus a blank. Cause I forgot in state for Tissane plus T, but uh, okay. the point is I, I'm good at Scrabble, but part of it's because I've been playing so long. So I've been playing since I'm like 12. So there are a lot of Scrabble players who like knew me as a 12 year old and then see me now and they're like, she has boobs. Like it's, you know, <laughs> 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 um, but I have a whole stand up. I mean, first off Scrabble tournaments, as I'm sure you can imagine, are just like an ambrosia salad of comic material. They are you, the breeding ground for so many bits. Okay. Um,
0: Cause are the people unique or not?
1: I am the one of the least nerdy and sanest people who play Scrabble and that should scare you. Um, it's a lot of, I mean, honestly, it's nice. It's a good community for people. It's a lot of people on the spectrum. Um, my mom always says like the brain cells dedicated to Scrabble aren't going to like personal hygiene or any sense of self-awareness. Um, I have a whole stand-up bit about how Scrabble tournaments are great for self-esteem. Cause when <laughs> you win, you're like, I'm so smart. And then when you lose, you're like looking around the quality in ballroom b and you're like maybe i want it life um
0: you're like i'm actually really cool yeah i'm not stupid. you're like i, oh, I never feel awesome.
1: sexier than at scrabble tournament <laughs> but you know being the sexiest scrabble player is like being you know the least depressed comic it's not very <laughs> not a super high bar but we take our wins man
0: so do you actually like find your people in comedy too then
1: oh I mean, because they're much
0: i guess like they probably have the same thing where some of them could be on the spectrum spectrum i suppose <laughs> some of them <laughs> might not be great with yeah, some of them might not be great with people. So what are you finding about the different communities who flock to each one?
1: I mean, for comedy, especially starting out as a young woman, you know, I've definitely like clung to the other young women that I see doing this because it is a unique experience. Um, I mean, I started hosting open mics for a few different companies and I came home to my boyfriend one day and I was like, oh my God, the I think incels are a real problem. I think people just hate women. And he was like, "Honey, that's called selection bias." That's Okay. Wow. That's so who you know,
0: you noticed the material at this? What the company open mic was actually with sexist.
1: Oh, a lot of these open mics are. It's just, I think guys trying to be subversive or like yeah. they're like, "What do I offer that's unique as another white man doing comedy?" And they're like, "I'll just be extra non PC." But yeah. Um.
0: But they're doing that at company open mic though.
1: No, 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 no! Oh, okay. I've been doing open mics for different comedy companies, like different oh, comedy
0: groups. companies.
1: Okay. I don't okay. know what the word is. I'm oh, still okay. like, there's still a lot of jargon where I am. You listening to Scrabble talk is is the equivalent <laughs> of piecing together comedy. It's hard because you know I have a lot of friends who like went to med school and then they get their residency and then the internship and then they're doctors. And with comedy, it's like I don't know, make TikToks. Like there's no yeah. there's no like clear path of this is how you do this. And there's also no one giving you a's which uh, i love i'm like damn it i
0: love a tell me
1: i'm doing this right well it sounds um, like
0: it sounds like you are i mean if everybody else is saying you're doing it like if other comics are saying you're doing a good job that should mean something right
1: big sigh of relief thank you right? uh, i'm gonna sleep so well tonight <laughs> But no, I mean, you know, if they I'm didn't
0: like, if they didn't like how else would you know other than crowd laughs and you're getting those probably
1: yeah i mean part of it's like uh it's hard to know what's worth investing in. And something that's hard with comedy is like, I think we're already prone to being self-conscious. And then with comedy, it's like, you have to believe in God, that sounded really cheesy, but you have to believe in yourself. Like you have to be the biggest advocate for yourself. Yeah. And so any self-doubt that you have is just going to be this cycle of like more self-doubt, more self-doubt. You're not going to go for things. I mean, I've had like a lot of shows that I had absolutely no business being on just out of pure like chutzpah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which how, is how'd, you,
0: how'd you do at those shows and what do you notice about your fellow comics at those shows?
1: I mean, I did, um, even like with meeting Kate Hester, she's such a lovely person in addition to terrific comic. And she kind of like put out a cold call on a Facebook group. And I only had one five minute video at the time, but I was like, well, that's what she's getting. And I got to <laughs> one of her shows. Um, but I feel like I've become such a better comic over this whole journey, just from watching other people perform so much. Um, Yeah. What are you you
0: noticing about their stuff that you're like, Oh, I do that well, or I got to get better at that.
1: Definitely. uh, I think the biggest thing I've learned is that people really have a brand for themselves. I am like very undeniably like violently me. So I don't really have a choice, but at least like embrace that brand. Right. Like it's like, nerdy, manic pixie, dream girl, wannabe type. That's like, I I know who I am. I always describe myself as like a Muppet who's gentrifying Sesame Street. Uh Um, Like I'm self-aware, but I see a lot of people where I'm like, oh, they have a very clear, like before they say anything, you kind of know what kind of comedy you think they're going to be doing. And they just have very clear voices Um, versus like at some of these open mics or when I see people who haven't like developed home the craft as much. I'm like, ooh, I could pick any person out of the crowd and say they probably did that set too. Like, yeah. you know, it's not unique to them. So
0: but did you start out so like, I mean, cause it really takes a little bit of um, self-awareness to know or experience to know that that's, that that's what works. Like certain jokes will get laughs coming out of your mouth, but not yeah. somebody else's mouth. Cause you look a certain way, you talk a certain way. So they're going to believe certain. Oh things, yeah. Right? So, I, I mean, mean, were it's... you always knowledgeable that that was the way to do it? Did you ever kind of flail around like some of those people at open mics?
1: I don't know that I, I mean, I'm certainly not here to say that I understood comedy right out the gate, but I did, I moved up to New York for acting school. And I think the biggest thing I took away from that was um, one acting school costs a lot of money. <laughs> so, I think the biggest takeaway I took away from that was like, in trying to figure out what performances I liked and why I always knew which ones I liked. I couldn't ever quite figure out why. And then I realized it was just about authenticity And like, honesty and vulnerability, that's to me what makes a really good actor and really good performance. And I think the same thing applies to comedy. And it can seem like that's not true because we're like, you know, doing punchlines and gimmicks and not necessarily telling the truth, right? We're like embellishing stories or putting on fronts. Um, But I think at the end of the day, we do really value authenticity and performance, even when it's standup comedy. And maybe like, especially when it's standup comedy, And so I try to like, I don't know, I've done a lot of like free therapy through open mics. You know, like Uh. I try and just like, how many cheesy phrases am i allowed for a podcast does everybody them. speak my all truth right now is that gonna like am i kicked out no please um,
0: do in the last episode we just me and this dude talked about uh one of the horses of the apocalypse named resiliency and how resiliency is big in comedy and he talked all about resiliency and comedy so please get all wow. all the that
1: of this quote from aristotle no i'm just kidding <laughs> um, no i uh i think it's like I'm trying to be authentic to myself. But again, that self-doubt thing is hard because I'm like, well, this is how I want to do comedy. And then I'm looking around like, but is this how you do comedy guys? Can someone, is this, am I doing it? Give me an A. Do you love me? Um, yeah, but <laughs> so. I know, I
0: think that's true. But I mean, if, if you were um, looking at somebody else and you were like, I want to be, you know, Nikki Glaser or some, you know, what's yeah. The, Schlesinger. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I love I just, her.
0: I love her. Yeah. But like, you know, if you start out doing it her way, that's wrong. So no, if I think, I think if you're being authentic, people can tell because it's credible coming out of your mouth. You um, know, I think
1: like, like the best compliment I've ever gotten was after like my first performance, uh, a friend of mine who was there said everyone else looked like they were doing impressions of other comics and you were just you. And oh, I do not good. know if he meant it as a compliment, but I took it that way because I was like, even if I sucked, at least it was like a unique suck.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. I, th- I think Matt Ruby said back in the day, he was like, he's just a New York comedian. And he said, uh, if you can't be funny, be interesting. And I guess that oh, yeah. the part, because then people will continue to listen. And if they continue to listen and don't tune you out and look at their phones, they're going to hear something funny eventually.
1: Yeah. I mean, the goal is that they hear something funny throughout, but again, we take our wins where we (laughs)
0: can. So, I mean, I guess that's cool because you you value authenticity in acting and you brought that into comedy. Um, But are you finding material? Like, I would think that the material can be kind of limiting because it all has to come from you. And so you really have to live these things. And so, so it's Scrabble, but also things like Flat Earth, right?
1: Well, oh, absolutely. (laughs) So first, first off, like the Scrabble is definitely uniquely me, but I also feel like you can be authentically observing the world right like observational yeah. humor can still come from an authentic place yeah um like I, I talk a lot about politics I talk a lot about just like being a young woman who's like on birth control and getting UTIs and you know all that jazz and um
0: all that
1: jazz. you know the I, huge, love I, I, yeah, I love I love
0: UTIs and all that jazz that should be the name of your album, That'll be
1: crazy <laughs> album. <laughs> no I always say UTIs, the sexy tract infection um <laughs> yeah Anywho, I do a lot of just talking about my real life. I'm always like, if if I'm not making this material funny, then it's just sad. So I might as well get something out of living <laughs> this embarrassing in existence.
0: Um, well, but what you, you were mentioning about yeah. the
1: flat earth is like, I just recently was doing a whole set about conspiracy theorists. My boyfriend, he's on this flat earthers dating page on Facebook.
0: That's messed I up. I always say, you guys are doing it. You guys are doing it for fun, right?
1: last thing he you says, him to hook up it's with. It's a date. little worrisome. That's what he says, <laughs> and it's so. I mean, if Scrabble tournaments are this like well of material, the Flat Earthers Singles dating page on Facebook is just uh, the material writes itself. I feel like I'm cheating.
0: Yeah, um, that's funny. I feel like I'm cheating. When yeah, you find you know, your like,
1: they call um, people who believe in science. They call them Globeheads. Oh. Which I'm just like is not a great insult because heads are meant to be spherical, <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's a good jab at like, hey Arnold, but it's you know. It's, <laughs> um, many, I have all, to know how
0: many there are. How many people are on the dating page? There oh can't God, be.
1: Many. I'd have to look it up, but it's a big community. I would say <laughs> a community around the globe, but you know that's kind of. It's and because he's on it, he gets these messages that are like he got someone asking him to invest in med beds which is uh, like, it, it's these medical beds that keep like rich elite Jews in power forever, I guess. And, oh my God, they're just hilarious. I'm like, first of all, Jews, we don't live long because of med beds. It's like, <laughs> we live long, you're only <laughs> out of spite. Like you think Ruth Bader Ginsburg wanted to stick around that long, you, you know? <laughs> you're spite.
0: But that's cool. Cause I mean, the scamsters have, have infiltrated. They're like, these people are easy bars.
1: It's true. But also kind of alarming that they believe my boyfriend is like- <laughs> Easy <laughs> he's, he I'm he's like, playing wow. the part
0: too well yeah are you sure yeah, does this make think you think twice about your boyfriend
1: too much. yeah no I <laughs> you know I always think that with devil's advocates too because all these guys when they do these like heinous uh, things in open mics they're always like I'm just playing devil's advocate and I'm like at what point are you not playing you know yeah what point are we method acting devil's advocate like they are taking on that role
0: yeah. Is there anything that you can tell those people? Like, I mean, do you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm hosting this open mic. I'd really love to say one sentence to this guy to make, cause I think he seems like he has a stage presence. Yeah. His jokes are punchy, but they're just not authentic to him. Do you ever like, Oh, first you say of all,
1: um, I do say those sentences cause I'm hosting the mics and fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I've never been a demure person. Um, but what I would say is like, you have funny things to say. You just have to be brave enough to say them. Yeah. You know, I think it's like you can go for the easy laugh. I don't know. I feel a little disingenuous like doling out comedy advice given that I'm such a noob. But like um you know, you, like they have unique things to say, so say them. Because yeah. I don't walk away thinking like that was a really interesting take about females. You know, I just walk away like well that guy was a dick.
0: Yeah. It's just like stop like you're a funny guy, you don't need to be an lord too
1: exactly like they, just, they
0: just all think like oh we're just going to be on the right wing edge there
1: are more comedic media out there than just like andrew tate's podcast like you yeah. can Ugh. find a different space um
0: even rogan, you know, i don't think like, rogan rogan's not always like that either just like with certain guests he's a dick but on another you know he can be slightly yeah. interesting when the guest i mean are
1: interesting look and or. i definitely do that whole like code switching thing where i Sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm such a dork. I'm just going to get on stage and pretend I'm gritty for a second. But those
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: those sets never go as well. You know, I think it, the people want Scrabble. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, but that's so fun. <laughs> want they want Scrabble. They want to hear about my Today Show experience. Um, you know what? First, a lot yeah, of the... people
1: like, also people like to say they don't like puns. But there are some jokes where I'm like, people are so proud of themselves for getting it that they'll laugh just oh, to be like, ha ha, <laughs> I too understood.
0: Did you become an actor because of your Today Show uh, triumph?
1: Yeah, I got addicted to fame. I'm a deep <laughs> attention whore. And um, and I was like, next time I want to call someone else stupid.
0: Was that your brother who said that?
1: Yeah, my, that was my brother. Have I Have mean, you I, gotten I, back I at your laundry, brother? Like, sorry.
0: Have you gotten back at your brother?
1: Uh, I got back at him by being an underemployed female comic in New York City. Take that, my brother, who's running for local office. Oh, no. Is he? No, he's great. Actually, my brother is probably like, he's he's so supportive of my comedy career. He's got to be, or else
0: you can make fun of him on stage. You're the person with the mic.
1: We did this whole like role reversal thing where my parents were like, pursue your dreams. And I was like, what about law school? Like we (laughs) we did this weird little switcheroo. Um, but you know, I'm like, it's been nice. It, you know, it's the new year. I don't know when this is going to air, but like right now it just turned to 2023 and it's nice to look back on the last year and like note the things that I did and when you add them all up, I'm like, okay, Hannah from a year ago would be like, hey, you kind of know how comedy works now. And I'm sure Hannah a year from now will be like, no, the fuck you didn't, but (laughs) It's, I love
0: that. When you add it all up, yeah, it's like a Costanza thing. When you add it all up, it seems decent. It's yeah, like, exactly. you know, she, Jerry's like, how did you get an apartment and get a job? He's like, "I don't know, no, they're done. It's like, when you add it all up, it looks right, decent. Yeah. But like, I did go to law school. I was a lawyer and I prefer to talk to Hannah Lieberman. So no, we, follow her, yeah, we, follow the everywhere, we follow her everywhere. She's Hannah except backwards on Instagram, HannahLieberman.com. And I'm begging her to, I mean, she hates Elon Musk, I guess. So she won't get a Twitter account, but I'm begging her <laughs> to get on there so I can retweet all her funny
1: stuff. All right. Thanks, man.
0: But Hannah Lieberman, thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me.